welcome. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks for you guys who could uh, uh, who could join us. We are excited uh, to talk about our Signum MA program. Now, as many of you know, of course, the the master's degree program and the courses that we do here have been a central part of you know what uh, what Signum has been about from the from the beginning. Our graduate program is still sort of is our our sort of flagship program uh, in the midst of everything else that we do. Uh, and I uh, wanted to to, but I think that you know some of you. Uh, I know that, you know, many of you who are with us here today, you know, take part in, in various of our Mythgard programming and stuff and, you know, might not know too much about our grad program and what it is and, and, uh, and what happens there. So I wanted to, uh, to share with you some things from uh, some of the folks that we have here. Uh, I know, you know, uh, so, uh, well, uh, below me here on the, on the, 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 the Brady Brunch grid here uh, is uh, Serena Higgins, who's the chair of our uh, language and lit department. And, uh, you know, Serena, we've done a, a lot of changes to our program in the last year. Our, our MA program has really kind of grown up a lot uh, in the last uh, in the last twelve months. So you want to sort of talk a little bit about some of the some of the things that we've done and some of the ways in which things have uh, have become different in the last year. Sure, absolutely. And I might give a little bit of background too, in case some people aren't sure how it's structured, how yeah. the MA works. And of course, those who are here live, feel free to send in questions to us, and we'd be happy to answer those. So the MA program has four concentrations. So people in the program can choose to get one of these specializations or to just generalize and take a variety of courses. So the concentrations are in Tolkien studies, in imaginative literature, which includes science fiction, speculative fiction, and so forth, in um, Germanic philology, the languages behind a lot of Tolkien's literature and others, and the classical medieval Renaissance concentration. Now, some of the changes that we've made in the past year have included making sure that we're reaching two different audiences in a really great way, making sure the program is welcoming to both people who have very serious academic goals, who want to join the academic mm. conversation that's going on in the world of scholarship, people who want to publish in peer-reviewed journals, who want to present at conferences, and who might consider going on for further education and becoming scholars themselves. So we want to be rigorous enough for those people, but also to be friendly enough for really intelligent readers who are doing this for personal enrichment and want to dig as deeply into the literature as they can, but um, may not see themselves entering that scholarly conversation in a professional way. So one of the big changes that we've made in the past year or so is that we've introduced the research methods course. And I'm really excited about this class because I think it achieves, especially the first of those goals, the rigorousness of the program. It covers how to write in the humanities, how to do research in literature and language and linguistics, and it includes an introduction to literary theory. Basically, it's just a way of learning what the conversation is that's been going on in the field of literary academia for the past century and before, and then preparing students to enter that conversation as well. And I'm sure Richard will have something to say about that in a few minutes. Yeah. Definitely. Those are some of the biggest things that have been going on in the program. Yeah, yeah, it's been really exciting uh, to see this grow. You know, we've we uh, we kind of started in in a much sort of looser way, and just kind of offering a whole bunch of courses that people were excited about and everything. And the way that this has really grown uh, into uh, something which is can be such a wonderful resource for people, uh, both as you say, uh, Serena, people who are looking to uh, to really enter sort of into the academic world and be part of that conversation, and just you know people who really enjoy listening into that conversation and really being a part of that discussion. Um, 
you know, it's, I find in general, of course, you know, Tolkien studies is still kind of the heart of what we do, though, though our concentrations go beyond Tolkien studies as well. Um, and that whole world, you know, the Tolkien and, and Inklings world is within the academic context, one of the ones that's really very open to independent scholars and sort of, you know, it's, there are a lot of people very, very heavily, indeed, some of the central uh, most important scholars in the whole field who are not professors, you know, who are not, um, uh, you know, out there teaching at universities. Um, there are a lot of people who've made, had a huge impact uh, on, you know, the scholarship in this field as independent scholars who are in other careers. Uh, and so that there's, it's, it's really neat to kind of be able to give people the opportunity to, again, just be part of that, no matter who you are, and no matter where you are in that way, you can still be part of this uh, really uh, fascinating, uh, serious, rigorous study. Um, uh, I'd so we also have over here Richard Rowland and Amy Trulin, two of our current students, and uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. What are some, you know, Tell me about some of the things that uh, uh, that you kind of brought to the program. Some of the, uh, or rather, what are some of the things that brought you to the program? I guess is really actually what I'm what I'm uh, uh, trying to suggest. Go ahead, Amy. Okay, well, I found Signum almost by accident. I was just hunting around for interesting things on the web one day and interested in Tolkien for a long time, love fantasy literature, Harry Potter, and I realized that I could take an entire class in Harry Potter, and I was hooked from the get-go. <laughs> so I also found Mythgard right away and got stuck up in the Lord of the Rings classes and watching all of those. And I've been in academics for a long, long time at various areas, um, and it just was a perfect fit for me. Yeah. Um, I kind of ran into Signum in a sort of a similar way. You know, it was sort of a board at work day. And um, I came across actually the Tolkien professor website and started listening to, I think the first thing I listened to uh, was uh, Corey's lecture, uh, lecture series on, I guess, the Middle English fairy tradition. Oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and just fell in love with it. It was so good. And, um, so then I then I went out and bought a bunch of books on Middle English, like you do, and I was like, "Man, this is really really fun." And uh, then then later I found out that uh, eventually, following the podcast, I found out about uh, Mythgard and Signum, and so I signed up. And I signed up before there were concentrations, mm -hmm. um, and just started taking classes. And I think the first took I, uh, class I took was uh, Tolkien and Lewis, uh, which is kind of a, a survey of their works in parallel, which was really really fun and. Um, of course, I grew up on both of those authors and their works, and um, but then when they when they, uh, I guess the the first language class I took was Intro to Anglo-Saxon, and I've always had kind of a uh, I guess a proclivity for dead languages. Uh, my 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 interest in level in the language is directly inverse to how useful will this actually be on the street. So that's right, which is um, why Signum is obviously the right place for you because we have oh, oh gosh. We have what practically amounts to a policy of no practical languages. You know, yeah, if uh, it's that's not actually a policy, but it is a trend <laughs> among it the languages we offer. So, so I, I did enter to Anglo-Saxon and I just fell in love with it. It was just the most fun I'd ever had uh, in a class. And then uh, then the following semester was the Beowulf translation seminar, which is the most fun I've ever had in a class. <laughs> um, and uh, so so ever since then, uh, uh, I think right about that time, uh, as I was finishing up that class is when the, when the tracks were sort of introduced. So I've been on the Germanic philology track and I, I am what one of my 
professors refers to as a Beowulf thumper, apparently. Um, so which, it's, uh, which, which it's like a, a Bible thumper, but but you thump Beowulf instead? I do. And carry around and thump your own translation that you just made for fun. Right? <laughs> I do. I do. So yeah, so, yeah it, uh, I, I actually rather like that, that title. But. Yeah, hang on, Richard. I thought the most fun you ever had in a class was reading Freud and Derrida and research methods. <laughs> I mean, do we want this panel to be more like Richard Rants for 25 minutes? Or... <laughs> no. <but laughs> I'll just jump on that to say, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the things that brought us into it. And then I would also be interested in hearing a little bit of what you're going to take out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, does either of you have a thesis idea you want to share? Maybe just a super quick snippet of what you think you might want to do with this in the future. Well, I am hoping to go on for my doctorate. Mm-hmm. I'll be applying next year, and hopefully being able to start the year after. I know how competitive it is, but I'm sure going to give it a shot. And I'm, I'm hoping to go on in medieval studies, in English with medieval studies focus, especially the old English also, which I'm taking Beowulf right now and loving it as much as Richard does. <laughs> so that's where I want to head, and SIGNUM is helping me do that. The research method cla- class that I'm taking right now is giving me a really solid foundation in the criticism and the theoretical uh, ends of these things uh, and the, the profession that I need to know to get going in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I would sort of ex- uh, describe research methods like in research methods, I, I would say any person, it doesn't matter who you are, or like what your point of view about these things is, you will encounter ideas and research methods where you'll be like, I'm just going to flip a table now. Um, <laughs> And, and that's okay, right? Because you need to sort of, I, I, I think what research methods is sort of doing is teaching you to speak the language and, and at least know, know where other people are coming from. And that's, that's certainly, Amy and I are, are actually uh, study partners in research methods. Um, and I feel like, well, I was out of town all week, so I, I wasn't a very good study partner this week. But um, <laughs> uh, for me, um, I'm planning on, um, I would like to go on to work on a PhD eventually. I think that my wife might have something to say about that being uh, next year. <laughs> but um, uh, for my thesis project, uh, I have two options, which I've described as the uh, Jane and Elizabeth Bennett options. Um, <laughs> and and um, anyway, uh, I the Elizabeth Bennett option, which is a, the one I think I'm going to end up going with, is going to be a, um, you know, uh, Folk describes philology, which is the track I'm doing, as kind of the it, it's it's a really it's not just a discipline; it's a combination of disciplines, and it's basically all the disciplines you need to take a manuscript and get it to a reader. You know, and so what I am planning on trying to do is a uh, uh, basically a a digital layered text of um, a comparison of uh, a passage um, from. Uh, Harivar saga in in a couple of different um, in a cup from a couple of different manuscripts and basically uh, it would be digitally set up so you could look at the base layer uh, which would be the actual manuscript and then um, XML uh, there's there's a there's a way you can use XML and a bunch of other things that I do as a software developer for my day job where you so you can layer the text so that a student could look at the manuscript level then they could look at a diplomatic edition, then they could look at a normalized edition, then they could look like at a modern English translation, they could see those things side by side. And um, so my goal would be to create something which the Signum language program could then use to help future students. So 
And this is this is really on the cutting edge. The digital humanities is where it is right now, and talking oh, yeah. across the disciplines and using the technological tools that are available and so forth. So th this is beautiful because I'm hoping to equip our students to enter the conversation that's happening right now, but then also I have big dreams of how Signum students can then change the conversation and push it in different directions and take some of the fields that maybe haven't been seen as being quite as respectable because they haven't been as rigorous yet and pouring really high quality work into that and being able to have the conversation with other people who maybe haven't considered um, some of these fields before. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's really great. Um, I thought it wouldn't be a bad idea for us to mention sort of what, what resources are available and what the community is like in an online school. So I'll mention some of the resources and things that we have to enable our students to succeed and then if each of you has something you want to share. I wanted to mention that we've just recently opened a very exciting program that we're calling the Writers Forge, mm -hmm. which is a writing tutorial service for students. So students can hire members of the faculty and other um, writing tutors in half hour sessions to work on really sort of fundamental writing skills. In your classes, of course, your precepting professor works with you on an individual paper, your idea, your sources, and so forth. But if someone has like broader writing needs, they can go to the Writer's Forge and work on that. Um, I also wanted to clarify that that's different from a, a sort of a separate Mythgard-related creative writing community that exists. Mm -hmm. So people who are interested in poetry and creative fiction and nonfiction there is a venue for that, but it's not through the graduate school. You know, someday we hope to open a creative writing program, but we don't have that yet. Um, yeah. So just super quickly, if you each want to tell us like just one resource or sort of element of community that's been available to you. Great. Amy? I'm always happy with the library, of course. Mm. Libraries and I get along well, and Signum's got a great start on a library. We have Project Muse. Uh, we've got some great digital resources. The research guides are amazing that our librarians have put together for us with all the sources that we can just click on very easily and find things that we need. I have been so happy with it. It's been one of the biggest changes over the last couple years has been the development of our library resources. That was always one of the things which was like a big theoretical challenge from, you know, when I sat, you know, when, when we started founding Signum and starting it out, you know, the question was, well, well what are you going to do for a library? You know, how are you going to be able to give your graduate students the resources that they're going to need? Um, and you have to be creative. But we have a team of librarians who have been wonderful. They've, they, they, they do a great job of, and, and they've built a, a really, you know, frankly, a very innovative thing uh, in this to sort of taking this challenge of how do you give uh, online students everywhere around the world the kind of resources that they need. And I've been so excited. And of course, it's one of the things on the fundraising theme, you know, the, one of the things that you guys, our donors, have helped to make possible is uh, a, a library. You know, it doesn't cost that much, but it, you know, costs more than we used to be able to afford. So um, it's uh, it's 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 very exciting uh, to be able to have the that. Subscription to those academic databases. It's, yeah, I mean, we had a Project Muse is amazing. We have. Um, yeah, it's really great resources. And the librarians have been working now on archiving the theses mm -hmm. of our graduated students. So anyone who's yeah. working on a thesis now or wants to know, like, what is a thesis like, um, through our library, you can access all the previous theses and see what's been done. Yeah. Richard, just quickly, one resource or element of community? Um, I, think the, I think that the... I mean, the biggest thing for me has been the relationships that I've formed with professors, uh, specifically preceptors specifically uh preceptors um 
uh, sorry, my daughter just walked in, um, <laughs> because because they're um, uh, you know they're the kind of people that you know I built relationships with, and later on, if I'm working through a particularly difficult text or in a different class, not even a class with them, the kind of people who, if you email them, they'll respond to you and they'll say, well. You know, and I, I just I just had a really cool thread uh, with basically our entire Germanic philology uh, faculty uh, via email because I was you know I had some ideas about you know the, the direction I want to go with this thesis project and so getting all kinds of input from them on what ground had had and hadn't been covered and what would and wouldn't be useful. Um, also, I just want to I want to show this. I don't think Corey's seen this yet. This is this is uh, my Beowulf. Oh, is that um, what you're what you're what you're thumping nowadays? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for the class, I hand wrote the entire poem out, wow. and then I glossed it, and then I left a a blank page on you know for 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 notes on the grammar. So then every time I've gone back to study the poem or work on the poem since then, I've just sort of added to the layers of that. So anyway, that's that's the kind of really cool stuff you can do. Because I know that's what everybody really wants to do with their time uh, if you come take classes. Basically. So. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I, I, I can't wait until until that becomes an interactive digital artifact or the foundation of an interactive digital artifact that will be able to uh, to be a big part of, you know, what Beowulf students will be able to, 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 to use in the future. Yeah. That will be really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I, you know, this has been, uh, it's been so exciting to see this, uh, you know, I've, um, we've reached the point, you know, another way to think about the way that things have uh, changed, you know, from my perspective, you know, coming from, you know, having, you know, thinking back to the fall of 2011, when we, you know, when, when I just taught our first class ever, and we just had the one class that I was teaching and, and, uh, you know, a bunch of people signed up and taking that class. Um, looking at how our program has come and how much, uh, how much more it's been really exciting, uh, to see. It's like, it's like being a parent and seeing your kids become more independent. You know, I've just, I, I have loved over these last couple of years looking around and seeing our graduate program just sort of, uh, you know, take off and grow on its own and, and, uh, and really become this wonderful freestanding community of scholars and, uh, and enthusiastic people, both, you know, embracing, uh, the folks coming back to just briefly on this, you know, Serena, like the Writers Forge and and uh, and the, the the research methods class. And you know, one of the goals of these things is to make sure lots of people come in who don't have the the background, right? Who you know, who were not English majors even, you know, or who have been out of school for twenty years, but who are really enthusiastic about you know digging back into this this kind of study. And you can, you know, you have the opportunity to do that. And we, we try to we try to support uh, those people through the, you know, these different kinds of resources that we now have available. So anyway, it's uh, and there are lots of options, auditing options and things like that. So I hope that, uh, you know, for those of you who are uh, who are new uh, to our program, um, you know, new to sort of Signum as a whole, that you will be really be looking at what we're doing here in the graduate school. Look around on our website, signumuniversity.org. You'll see a lot of uh, information on it. Thank guys for joining me here today uh, to share with us about the the cool stuff going on in the uh, in the graduate school and uh, I, I appreciate that thanks very much come study the old languages <laughs> that's right that's Thank right you. very good thanks everybody bye bye